All right, and we're back. This is your boy, D-Knight, host of Part of the Insurrection. We'll pick up with part two with Ask Me Anything. Let's pick up where we left off. At Skill underscore Lala asks, Any thoughts yet on Blue Sky Social? Another snow job by Jack in cahoots with Elon. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what Blue Sky Social turns out to be. It's it's not even open to beta testing yet. I'm on the list, though. I'll let you know. I'll try it out. I'll, I'll come back and report. Uh, is it a snow job? I, look, Jack pulled one over on Elon, right? He got Twitter to sell for, like, a price so crazy that it's almost unbelievable that it happened for real. But Elon is such a dipshit that he couldn't wait to sign that fucking contract. I, I don't even believe he read it. He was like, yeah, I get the own Twitter. Yeah, woo. And then he looked at the contract and he was like, oh, fuck. And, and then he looked at some of the financials of, of Twitter and he was like, oh, fuck. And, and he did whatever he could to back out of it. Like, I literally think that one of the those whistleblowers that was involved in, like, uh, I don't know, trying to publicize some or i don't even know how accurate the information was that was publicized but like try to make a whole scandal about the whole bots thing i personally think elon even paid that guy like doing whatever he could to try and take the the stock price to twitter so he could either get out of the deal or that he could get it at a lower price and he fucked it up and that's like way to go jack bro you did it fucking champion you get you got your stockholders paid off like whatever you know flaws and issues you saw on twitter you get to you know, take your golden parachute and go build something you think is better all right uh, at corville with two r's and two l's asks uh, do you think quote cancel culture is a good thing uh well for starters how are we defining canceled, right? Is it like consequences or like backlash or like media outrage? Like, cause that's not a cancel culture. That's just like real life, <laughs> right? That's how shit works. Like you can't be out here doing crazy shit and then not expect to face consequences. I mean, some people do get to go out here and do shit in real life with no consequences, at least for the time being. He was president for a while, but again, you know, it's special circumstances where you had an office afforded to you that, that that gives you a certain level of insulation from consequences. But these other other people, like, they ain't being canceled. They just do dumb shit and pay consequences. Um, right. I mean, how many people have we like, how many people have we like actually canceled and they just never came back? Like, I, I can't think of too many. Like, off the top of my head, like, maybe Joe Paterno, uh, former coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions football team, uh, with, with the whole sexual abuse scandal, uh, the cover, even, the, not that he was doing the sexual abuse, but, like, was apparently, had been aware of it for a long time and kept the guy around and, like, tried to cover it all up. We canceled the fuck out of his ass. And then he died. He like he lost his job, and then he died like months later. Like that's canceled. <laughs> Is that a good thing? I don't know. Uh, but this other shit, like Kanye losing all his deals and money, because he out here saying wild shit about Jewish people. I mean, like 
if that's what cancel culture is we need more of it because there's plenty of people out here doing and saying crazier shit than even that Okay, uh, we have uh, at DL Rotroff. Bro, are you from Eastern Europe? Uh, anyway, he asks, wait, or is that a she? Anyway, this person asks, honey or syrup on hot buttery cornbread? She just give me buttery cornbread, dog. I'm dad. Like, I don't need. <laughs> I don't even need anything sweet on it. Just give me like more butter. Like just have the butter dripping off the thing. Like, you know, give me instant diabetes from and high cholesterol from all the butter. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I need. Alright. Uh, at Wibbly Wobbly Mooney asks Fry Sauce, ketchup or naked? Like N-E-K-K-E-D. <laughs> well, it depends on how good your fries are. Um, if your fries are garbage, I like I throw some ketchup on that home. If your fries are incredible, or like they have like you know the garlic salt, or they have like some kind of truffle oil or some shit like that, like I don't need nothing else. Just give me them fucking delicious ass potatoes. That's how I kick it. All right. Uh, at L G O Dad asks, is quote wave the title of a new Marjorie Taylor Green book? I don't know, but I hope that hoe gets hit by a tsunami. Anyway, Concerned American, that's at A-C-O-N-C-D American, asks, What's your take on NBA players sitting out back-to-back games? Jordan played almost every game because some may only get one chance to see him, he mentioned. What are today's players thinking? The man's a fucking complicated-ass sports question. I think part of the problem is with the NBA, and, and this is not a, a problem per se, but like it's, it, you know, it, it's a pro and a con, right? Like we've totally devalued the meaning of regular season games in a way. And, and partly thanks to Golden State being so good, like because they won all those fucking games, they get to the finals, and they lose to LeBron and the Cavs. So now we're like, oh, well, the regular season doesn't even mean anything if you don't win at all. But also, like, the regular season now doesn't mean anything if you do win it all because you won. So uh, players are they, they have these guaranteed contracts they get paid whether they play or not. And they have these long term incentives health wise to, you know, have as little physical wear and tear as possible on their bodies because they're making more and more money. And they're playing longer and longer later into their careers, even though they're coming into the NBA at a young age. And also, you have a better shot at winning in the playoffs and at least getting to the finals if your team is healthy. And one thing you can correlate, uh, and I don't know how far back this tracks, but at least like a decade or so, it's like back-to-back games are just fucking ridiculously unhealthy for these players man dudes got here getting injured and you know having season ending injuries or or having soft tissue injuries to keep them out for weeks or months and then they linger through the season and you're like man whatever these dudes got to do to get that ring and and that's our fault for like putting them in the position where like it's championship or bust and there's you know in any given time there's eight nine ten guys in the league 
whose legacy is only affected not by regular season wins, but championship rings, right? And we do that to them. So, like, we put all this pressure on them, and then we're surprised when they do shit like, you know, miss 10, 12, 14 games for rest. I don't know what to do about that, but it just is what it is, man. It's what it is. Like, I, I get it. I, I, I can see the pros and cons of both. Like, bro, we out here paying this money to see you play. You ain't nothing without, without the fans. Like, come do your job. Now, look, this is not to say the people who are actually hurt shouldn't play. Like, if you're actually injured, sit your ass down somewhere. But, like, these other guys, I don't know. Like, I, I see Jordan's point. Especially because, you know, we didn't have social media at the time in the 90s. Like, you only either got to see Jordan play on, like, you know, if you went to the games or uh, the rare televised. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't rare for the Bulls in the 90s. But we have so much more access to, like, video content now. It's not quite the same. But I, I still get the point. We have uh, at Susanna McCoy 19 who says, In my 30 years of sobriety, I have made two extremely close black male friends who I have attended meals slash events and traveled together. Uh, I have sometimes felt the eyes of black people on me for being with a black man. Could that be true? Uh, I'm going to just say uh, shout out to you for kicking in with the black peoples. We need all the support we can get. <laughs> Whether some of us are over in the corner looking at you judging or just admiring or the spectacle or jealous or whatever. Just like keep kicking it with black people. Like make it normal. <laughs> Please. Especially after how crazy Twitter is lately. Anyway. Uh, at MicroPush asks, is it offensive to refer to a Greek co-worker's mid-lockdown main uh, as a fro? I'm going to have to see it before I make any judgments, yay or nay. It might be a fro for real. Like, it, it is what it is. You know? I, I know some people made the decision during the lockdown. It was like, fuck it. Just the hair is doing whatever. Like, I grew my hair out. So it is what it is. All right. At James B. Daddy asks, are you watching the World Series? Well, I, 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 I don't watch baseball for the most part. Alright, uh, at V underscore low view asks, uh, this may seem like a silly question, but I appreciate the forum, so I practically live in Black Lives Matter shirts and have lots of responses ready for haters, but I like anything appropriate when a personal color says, I like your shirt. Is there anything better than thank you, because that never feels right? You know, hold out your fist for a fist bump and say respect respect all right uh at gat martin nine asks how did jc get away with stealing sunny chiba's whole lyrical yo man (laughs) i don't know what to tell you other than dudes was jacking other dudes slow all the time uh back in the day and you know dudes still do that to this day that's just some shit that happens like as long as he ain't still in the actual lyrics and shit I mean I don't know what else to tell you bro it's just he did it swagger jacking alright at Binks Merrill 
or however the fuck you pronounce that, at B-I-N-X-M-E-R-L-E, asks, why don't Martha and Snoop have an edible line? But shit, you a fucking marketing genius. Like, they should give you a fucking million dollars just for coming up with this idea. Like, I would buy it. I don't even know that. <laughs> it's not even my kind of thing. But I would buy one. I'd be like, oh, go Snoop, go Martha. Especially since I don't have to smoke anything. Like, I do enough of that on the internet. For real. All right. Uh, at Peggy Hill 2020 asks, how can I, a white woman, help? I'm educating myself about oppression and I acknowledge my privilege. I care, but want to do my part. But mainly, I'm sad we aren't all further along by now. Well, Peggy, so the fuck am I. I am also sad that after hundreds of years, we are where we are and no further. It's fairly fucking disappointing. But uh, you, one individual white person, there's very little that you can do to change the world on your own. I know it's fucking depressing to hear, but it's true. What you can do is maybe change one or two people's world. Like, maybe you can just be the difference in, like, a handful of people's lives. And that matters. It might not change the whole world, but it it matters to those fucking people. But, I, I, I mean, generally, like, fuck. you doing more than most people just educating yourself is like a step that a majority of the country will refuse to take so kudos to you for trying that shit I appreciate your effort I wish more people like you the world would be a better place if you were Uh, be the change you want to see in the world and all that fucking cheesy nonsense but it's somewhat true Uh, and I guess I mean like if it really bothers you that um you know the racism in society if it really gets you like the only real solution is to love black people like that's it like now the specifics of that will vary from person to person but like that is the solution if more people learn to love black people the racism will go away not just like tolerate black people or accept black people or be like well i'm not the racist one it's those other no you gotta be like proactive because like there's so much hate out there that like just sitting the fence is not an, and it's the same thing with like you know the anti-semitism although it's it's not literally the same there are parallels to anti-semitism and there are parallels to misogyny it's it's not identical but like the solution in the end is to be more proactive than the people who do the hating God, that sounds like some shit on the back of a cereal box. So I gotta do better than this. <laughs> All right. Uh, at House on the Water asks, uh, "How the hell do you put up with this white people?" I'm starting to think the majority of us are. Pre- you know, it's fucking exhausting. I don't know how we put up with this shit either, but we fucking find a way. Like, if we can do it, you can do it. I believe in you. underscore horned asks what would slash do you do when you walk into an establishment that is playing Fox News well I generally look at the fucking TV and I look at the people in there and I make some judgments and I probably be straight the fuck out there like Homer Simpson who just walks back who like walks out of the bushes and then like, alright and then he backs back into the bushes that's that's probably Probably what I generally do. All right. Uh, at 
KRay underscore shitzoo20. That's a fucking complicated ass handle. Uh, asks, I look to see what you were posting every day. You were thought, expi- or thought inspiring and funny. Thank you. Oh, do you like vegetable cake? Carrot cake. Uh, yes, I love carrot cake. Uh, and thank you for saying warm and thoughtful words. It's very, I'm very appreciative. There's a lot of bullshit out there. <laughs> it's nice to feel appreciated every once in a while. Um. Okay. Um. At G Howell 69 Nice. Asks, So you think we are still in Jim Crow or are we in the new Jim Crow? Well, man, it's fucking complicated, but like, Jim Crow never ended. It just changed forms, right? It's, there's always some level. Like, it's very depressing to think about, but like, racism is so embedded in every fundamental way that our country works from like the finances to the housing to like jobs to healthcare to just like anything you can possibly think of in America racism exists in it and it affects the system and it disproportionately harms black people and like there's some PhD level shit that I can't really get to. like this isn't my area of expertise to go into how far that you can you can read about that on your own on your free time go look into it but it's fucking crazy um Jim Crow never ended it just rebooted itself in a different version and it probably will continue to do that for the foreseeable future I mean things have gotten progressively better since the 1960s in, in some ways but they're not perfect and and racism hasn't ended it just it takes different forms alright we have um at T M O I R zero asking how often do you encounter a white person going way overboard with trying to be sensitive to perceived cultural norms Uh, well on twitter quite often Uh, in real life no, not not too often. Like, I mean, I guess it happens every rare, rare occasion. I guess what really happens is is probably, and I can't speak to this personally because this doesn't happen to me too often, but I would imagine where you see that most is like professionally with like these diversity and inclusion programs, but white people are running them. <laughs> and they're like, I, you know, they have, they're trying to go overboard to figure out a way to do it well, but like... <laughs> Sometimes you can also make it awkward, right? You're like, oh, we gotta, you know, approach this situation or topic or this kind of social issue with the perspective of minorities in mind. But then you have to go like find someone on the staff that's employed by the company or whatever, and like, well, hey, what's your opinion? And then like, it's also weird because you went to the black person to be like, can you be the token black person to? give us the like like i'm doing with this question <laughs> like that's that's yeah it happens okay uh, at storm Mila, i guess it's n-e-l-a whatever but as do you think people really understand what's at stake in this election 
do you think democracy even has a chance in Texas where they have likely rigged the voting machines again? I think I kind of went over a little bit of that earlier, but um, as, as someone who's thought about all this shit every day for hours on end constantly for six, seven years now, even I don't quite understand everything that's all at stake with this election. Um, so I'm going to say there's absolutely no way the public at large understands everything that's at stake but I feel like enough people know hey like the potential possible bad uh, outcomes if Republicans get back power like they're aware of that to some degree like at least women seem to have discovered that like hey like if I can't even have access to healthcare like what other fucking rights might these you know, insane people take away, and like black people, I mean, we we always known as a chance shit could go sideways. We don't ever trust this shit. <laughs> this might be part of the problem is that we're so cynical that like in the long run, enough white people can be relied upon to do the right thing and not uh, tilt the country into disaster. That like we just like skeptical of this whole shit. I don't know, man. Like. A, I hope people are waking up. I hope. Okay. At Degurf, that's at D-A-G-I-R-V, says, I see a black guy in my mainly white town. Do I smile slash greet him? I'm afraid I, it may come off as condescending. How can I show support without being a creep? Say what's up. Or hey, how you doing? And keep it moving. You ain't gotta be weird, just same shit you do with other people who aren't black. <laughs> it's not hard. Alright, uh, at I am here in Michigan, shortened to Mitch actually, says, How can we get more black people to come to our Unitarian church? We are all about social justice, but we look like a country club. Well, for one, you're probably not gonna be able to get the black people to come to church if they don't wanna go. But I would suggest food. <laughs> food will get us to come. <laughs> If you feed us, we will come. We will come. Uh, at LA Brown AZ says, What are your thoughts on ranked choice voting? Well, it's a mixed bag. Uh, you don't know what you're, go- what you're going to get because, <laughs> and it's complicated, and mathematicians have, have gamed this out. Like, you can end up in situations where you end up getting a candidate that no one wants, right? That, that like if there were the normal winner take all primary system that we usually use in here results of results in sometimes that creates its own weird incentives depending on how localized the race is but like generally it works out as far as like presidential races are concerned where both parties get a fairly well adjusted reasonable smart candidate that a majority of people want uh, rank choice though that shit can easily fly out the way you would have more trumps you'd have an opportunity for more of that not less or at least we would have in the past but you know given the way things have developed here in the United States I mean I guess and there's there's nothing to stop this from happening again alright that got real dark I'm sorry but yeah, ranked choice voting, hit or miss. Just 
unpredictable outcomes. All right, next we have Chris there. That is at Chris St. Bunch of numbers. Ask: Is it okay to think a natural? Uh, rather, is it okay to think natural is the best hair? Uh, yeah. Especially a bunch of us black people out here running around with our regular own natural hair. Uh, at Jen at the Lake 142 says, Dogs or cats? Yes. I like animals for the most part. Uh, I totally understand how not everyone is a cat people or a cat person. They're for some, not for others. Uh, I, I find cats to be they're interesting characters they have their own little unique personalities the same way dogs do it's just that cats are you know dogs are more like hey they want to be all one of you all the time and cats are like they will give you your space and come to you when they're ready and then if you like they got a thing yeah cats also more self-sufficient you don't have to walk the motherfuckers every day we got here okay and uh, I think this will be our last one uh, at puke up rainbows I love your handle <laughs> ask uh, which would you choose to fight a single horse sized duck or 100 duck sized horses uh, well I've been pecked by a duck before and sometimes that shit is pretty fucking annoying so I can only imagine a duck the size of a horse would be a fucking gigantic monstrous creature who could kill me in a single peck. I'm gonna go with the hundred duck sized horses. Yeah, I might get tired, but like, as long as I don't get behind them, I'm good. Like, you know, and even if I do get behind them, what's some little kicks gonna do? I'm gonna be like uh, Michonne on The Walking Dead. I'm gonna grab a sword and like chop them bitches to pieces. Call it a day. I think that's the plan. Well, I think that might do it for this episode of Part of the Insurrection. Uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Let me know if you like the new format or if you fucking hate it and you hope I die and burn in hell either or or somewhere in between. Give me some feedback. It's much appreciated. Thank you for all your questions. Appreciate everyone who listens. Be seeing y'all out there. Be downloading this. Making your boy feel good co-host Ty and Carol they'll be back on the next episode can't wait to get back to it